0: Again, we're in Knoxville, Tennessee, where tonight we'll be on the air at 6.15, 6.30 is the tip-off between the Bulls and Tennessee. We'll tell you a bit more about that in a little bit, as well as relive one good sequence from the men's basketball game. It was an amazing sequence, but unfortunately not enough of them. We'll tell you about tonight's game as well. But speaking of amazing sequences, there were several for volleyball on Saturday. It was great to be able to bring it to you live on Bulls Unlimited 2. And told you that we had a feeling this was going to be the one, but Boy, after the first set began with the Bulls on top 7-1 to one, and they led deep into the set as much as six points and then to see Memphis turning around at the end, it was the worst kind of deja vu for a team that has had difficulty closing out matches obviously this year when they've had chances to win. They were 0-15 in the conference. But this first set ended differently.
1: They're going right side to Hamilton. That looks good and it is. And the Memphis Tigers take a 24-23 lead. Hamilton is 6'2", and she got every bit of that one. Bulls come over to their head coach, Jolene Shepherdson kind of a makeshift strategy without a timeout. Set point for Memphis after being down 7-1. Good reception by Williams, do it a third chance here. That one gets through the block and drifts kindly to the court. 24 apiece, well we knew this was going to be close. Extra time here in the first set. Right side to Orf. tip shot off the head of a bull. No kidding. Second chance for the set point here. Poise receives it. Kynard shot blocked, dug up. Thank, we've Williams, DeWitt's shot is dug up. And now they're going to go left side, Crescenzo. Oh, what a great play by Williams to keep the set alive. Back row off balance. So Marta, oh, what a break for the Bulls. Bad pass by Bianco. It all goes back though to the Alexis Williams dig and a powerful kill attempt by Memphis. Tied at 25. Robinson gets it up. And that looked like it hit the pin, it did. The Bulls back on top, their first set point at 26-25. Kids running around trying to get to their seats. Pretty sure that's the Shepherdson crew incidentally. They do have five kids, one more for a volleyball starting line is all they need. Oh, there's a big dig by Kelsey Olafflin. That means Poise is going to have to pass it to DeWitt. Goes for touch, and that's going to land in! Pass wasn't there for Memphis. What poise by the Bulls. I got to tell you, after so many tough defeats here, even if it's the first set, you're kind of used to seeing things go in the wrong direction. And they pulled it off after it looked like that was going to be the case. They win the first set.
0: Then they easily won the second set. And considering that the Bulls once this year had a two-set to none lead and lost the match, you kind of wanted to take that third set. Sure enough, it was close the entire way, and Memphis won a key reversal. Looked like the Bulls had come back to tie it at 22. Instead, it was 23-21, and they take the set. Then the fourth, of course, was a nail-biter. It was back and forth. Only on a couple of occasions was there a three-point advantage for either team and this is how dramatically the match came to a close.
1: It's 23 apiece. Now Memphis serving. Middle, Puyi's almost caught her in the face, but she gets it over. Kynard on the left side, wow, she keeps it going, and now the Bulls have a match point. Clutch up. Why don't you, ring and Kynard, you've been doing it all day. If the Bulls happen to get an attack here, I would be stunned if they don't go to Reagan Kainar. 24-23, she is up front, but there are options with Hendricks Walker and DeWitt. Poyiz's serve just gets over. Tolki, a backwards pass. Shouldn't be much of an attack block back down, but Memphis keeps the point alive. Bianco pushes it over. Poyiz with a set to Kynard with a chance to end it, and she does! win! Reagan Kainar, absolutely brilliant! Puyese had to pass it that time and set it up. You knew where it was going. And Reagan Kynard, who by six, surpasses her career high. But most unbelievably with her 17th kill, no errors. And what feels like it went five sets, the Bulls actually win it in four. Taking the fourth set 25-23. Well, that was exciting. Final score, 27-25, 25-17, 23-25, and 25-23. Reagan Kynard, absolutely the star of the day.
0: I know that the headliner is Marta Svitkovich because she had 23 kills and she was clutch as well. But based on the fact that she had 17 kills and no errors, I'm going to guess, and I don't have time to dig through the volleyball record books right now, That might be the most kills without an error in USF history. In fact, I'm sure not many in the entire country have turned in such a performance all year long. And she did. She deserves player of the week consideration in the American Athletic Conference. It was awesome to see them celebrate and smile. And it was alumni weekend. It was really cool that Michelle A. Collier, who, of course, has her jersey number 10, retired by the USF volleyball program and is currently the head coach of a top 15 team Georgia Tech at the match they played on Friday night she was there at the school on Saturday which I thought was really cool you can still hear that one get replayed we'll do it plenty on our two channels along with all the basketball replays and the football game against Cincinnati basketball yeah well that was happening on Bulls Unlimited we had the men's game and the offense just wasn't there. They had open shots and didn't hit them. But for one crazy stretch, where one player in particular did hit a lot of threes.
2: And right now, Joey, Georgia Southern's just outworking the Bulls at both ends of the floor. Yeah, but USF is in sleepwalk mode these early games, and so much of it is about who brings the energy. And right now, USF is not bringing energy at all. Well it's early in the season, they're still trying to figure out the concept of what they're doing, but it's not going really well at the moment. Yeah, this concept is not working right now. 11-3, Georgia Southern on top. Javon Green as Caleb Murphy's off the floor right now. Trey Moss is the point guard. They kick in the corner, Patrick Lowe, catch and shoot is good! And that's what I was talking about. You enter it in and then they kick it to the perimeter. What a great pass, but he made the shot anyway. Yeah, Montos did a really nice job of keeping the ball rotation going. Inbounded to Trey Moss. Moss drifting to his left. One-handed pass, wide open as Patrick in the corner catches, fires and hits! Trey Moss with the cross-court skip pass, and D.J. Patrick knocks down the three. He's got a couple in three tries. Well, D.J. Patrick is trying to will the Bulls back into this game with a pair of three-pointers, and the Bulls have cut it now to five, 14-9. Cut to the top to Moss, makes his move to the hoop. At the elbow, now leaves it for Jameer Chaplin. Chaplin's been quiet offensively today. Patrick's gonna launch another one and hit another one. DJ Patrick has three threes in the first half. Well, he is a rapidly improving player. As you mentioned, he comes from Triton College. Had a great freshman year and that got USF's attention. And he is a guy that uh, certainly can fill it up as, we, as we're seeing right now. Now to Russell Chiwa, has got a size advantage but kicks it out the Boggs, back to the low block. Here comes a double team. He tries to step through that. They get it to Moss. Right side pass. Patrick's going to launch another three. And he got another one. DJ Patrick's got four main threes. They're doing a really nice job of finding Patrick, too. A lot of good ball movement going on to find Patrick wide open for those threes. Well, that was the hockey assist. It wasn't Chiwa's pass out of the double team. Yeah, it was his pass to Trey Moss, and then Moss got it over to Patrick. 21-15, Eagles on top. 540 to go in the first half. Left side pass, Terrell Smith to the free throw line, now back to Patrick. There he is again, and there he is again. His fifth of the game, DJ Patrick. Five and one half. That's impressive.
0: Definitely sparked the Bulls, or at least it looked like it did, as that whole sequence began. The score was 11-3. to It ends 21-18. The Bulls would tie it up at 23 with three and a half minutes to go in the first half. But then Georgia Southern would hit a couple of shots, including a 3 in there, put on a quick 8 nothing run, and led it 33-25. to Patrick was 5 of 10 on threes in the first half. That is prolific as far as attempts. The rest of the team, outside of his shooting was 4 for 18. In fact, the starting lineup combined to go 2 for 13, Russ Chiwa, who led the Bulls in scoring in the first game, didn't even get off a shot in the first half, and his free throws failed him. He was just 1 for 3. Second half, Patrick hit one more 3, and that was it for the team. 1 for 14 in the second half, and we're talking about open shots, 16 misses in a row, 6 for 28 overall from the floor. And for the game, 26%. Just not going to get it done. I think Georgia Southern is going to be a better team than you might think. They do get the win, the Eagles, 53-41. to But still, they're going to have to turn that around. Unfortunately, they get an immediate chance tonight against North Carolina A&T, team that is in its first year in the Big South Conference. You probably know that several MEAC teams, namely the two from Florida, moved into the Southwestern Athletic Conference. The SWAC NCA and T also left for the Big South, where they're actually picked to finish third in their division, the North Division, Pine Campbell and Longwood. Winthrop is the picked to win the South Division. So they're thought up pretty highly for their new conference so far. This year, though, off to a slow start offensively. They've lost to NC Greensboro, 57-53, and then at JU, Over the weekend, 63-54. So two teams looking to get the offense going tonight. Again, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip-off. And then we'll be on the air at 6.15 on Bulls Unlimited 2. Tennessee, the opponent, top 15 opponent that's looking to go to 3-0 for the seventh time in the last eight years. So they're used to being in this category. But what they're not used to is winning such low-scoring games. In fact, they were losing by two to Southern Illinois in their opener with five minutes to go. Last year, they were 0-8 when they were trailing, going into the final five minutes, 17-0 when they were ahead. Well, they came back and won that game 59-49. Then they beat UCF in Orlando 49-41 on Friday, 20 points off turnovers. UCF had five points in the second quarter last year, 0-4 when they scored below 60. This year, they've scored below 60 twice and won both times. So that gives you an idea of how this game might go, Tennessee's missing one of their key players. They just got one back, and she led the way against UCF 6'2 guard Jordan Horston, 14 points. Also a transfer from Troy, who at six foot averaged twelve and a half rebounds last year. Yep, she's averaging eleven and a half in two games. That's Alexis Dye. And don't expect a lot of drives into the lane when Tamari Key is in the game. She is a six foot six, you heard me right. Shot blocker. So, a very challenging opponent for the Bulls tonight. We'll have all the action for you on Bulls Unlimited 2. Hopefully, you went to the USF Baseball Twitter page and saw Kayla Cottrell's recap video and of her speaking with the players after game two of the Green and Gold World Series that wraps up today. And we'll try and recap that for you on tomorrow's show, if not soon enough. Seems like those guys are having a good time. Of course, this is ways away, still three months or so from the actual start of baseball season, but getting in some good work. In their fall ball. And cross country wrapped up its season. South regional top performer for the Bulls, Nicholas Kamen on the men's side, came in just inside the top 100 in an event in Huntsville, Alabama. That's going to do it for Bulls Beat. Thanks for checking it out. I'm Derek Sharp.